Yeah, and one of the things we learned... But sometimes I, it's hard to apologize. It totally because is because you're like, you feel like I you already did, did it. Yeah, yeah, I did these three other things. Uh-huh, like, you're so, discounting it. So what, how are you been deal? complaining right now? That's like, right. you have it good. Yeah, well, you know. it's kind of like we can do with our kids. Like, didn't I give you food? Didn't I put a roof over your head? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't I put clothes on your back? And they can still be feeling sad. They can still yeah. be feeling like you're not present. They can still be feeling whatever. Exactly. So you've got to at least tune into, not discount those other things you did, right. but tune into the emotion of that moment and validate. Yeah. Uh, sometimes correct, sometimes adjust, but definitely tune into, okay, again, what I hear you saying is... Welcome to this week's episode of With So Much Love, you know, the podcast. Hey, we're asking all of you to head on over to your garage, grab your tool belt or even your toolbox because we're going to hand you some really great tools on walking the walk and talking the talk. Head it on over to you, you know. Well, hello, everyone. We're back again. And what's more important is that you are back. Hello. You are here. And we love you so very much. If you have not heard that today, Hear it right now. And tell us, too, um, what's the email address for this With So Much Love podcast? I don't know. Let's make it up right now. There is an email, but I don't know the email. We'll have maybe the it's to- Maybe it's podcast at church. I think that's right. Maybe it's... I do think that that's it. With So Much Love, Ian Podcast. We'll figure it out, and then maybe the announcer, <laughs> Lucas, can tell us what the um, email is, or well, Tyler but, might know. But you know who will know? is the host at the end of this will know. That's what I was saying. So that's where you're going to hear it. So I was going to say, it would be great to tell us, too, just for fun, where are you listening to these apps? Yeah. Are you listening to them on jogs, the gym, driving, in your connect group, um, in your car? Well, I guess car is driving, but it would just be fun to know. But you could be in your car and not driving. That's true. Or you're just sitting at your kitchen table I like to go to my garage and just sit in my car and listen. Well, you do sit in the garage a lot in the car. I do like to do that, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because I don't get to be on my phone. You get to be on the phone. I do most of the driving in the family. So Onik is able to do all the texting, and then I get to the garage, and I'm like, okay, now I got to go through my phone because I try not to be on it as much when I'm in the house so I can be present with the family. You're an amazing dad. Uh and husband. Okay. You are. All right. So we're working on a lot of things here. I'm going to become better, honey. So that's the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Now, I love you so much. And do I do love my kids. A I'm going to say this, though. He, you are an amazing dad and husband. But I said this in our previous conversation. We put together these letters for our son, for some different people <laughs> that have impacted his life. And I spent a good almost three days working on this project. Two days. Two days. That's not exactly Almost three. Okay. Working on this project for his senior class retreat. Me. Guess who gets a text message? Hold on. I had some part to play in this. I had to compile you, all of them. I gathered them all. You printed them. I but I made to, sure they were putting individual. In, I, it was my. I had to I put went them in like documents. Pinterest mom on this thing. Listen, I put and them I'm in documents. I'm not even a Pinterest mom, but I, I went all in. I put them on the in the documents and had each printed though. You were you were a small. You did a fourth of the project, <laughs> I but agree. I carried it. That's true. I no, carried it on my shoulder. Without on my a back. doubt, you carried the project. It was very very. I proud wanted of to be you. really special for him because the, the school. You basically were writing a letter, just saying different things from your heart, you know, about Parker. And so I I wrote a letter. 
And I wrote a letter o- too. Onika but listen, wrote a letter let too. Let me just say, so <laughs> I was so busy gathering the letters from different key people who have impacted his life because the goal was, you know, for him to feel so seen mm-hmm. and like some the letters make you cry because you see how other people see you. So I was like working through the, um, gathering the information and reaching out to the people <laughs> for his letters. So I was carrying it on my back. I didn't have... Earl did not have to carry this project on his back. <laughs> so he had more freedom when it came to him writing his letter. So he wrote Parker this beautiful, like, epic letter. Like, the letter that you would want your dad to write about you. Oh, you're kind to say My that. letter was not able to be written until Parker's heading out the no, door for his retreat. He was about to walk out. He's about my, to leave. And I had and my oh. laptop on my lap because <laughs> I was like, so busy. Wait, wait, wait. You can't, you can't having, leave yet? Give me five minutes. In, I was having to turn in photos for this <laughs> for this trip. I was like... She just starts going, XO, XO, XO. It so was basically all, half a page of XOs. No, but all that to say, because I was a, basically the project manager, I didn't have the creative space <laughs> like my husband did or time to write the best letter ever. It was an average letter. Your letter was epic. I'm saying yours. No, yeah. Was well, because I had to write mine as he was walking out the door. So Parker's on his way home. He gets his awesome text from um, Earl. Gets his awesome text from Parker, and Parker's like, "Dad." Well, first he said, "Mom and Dad, you know, I, I'm sometimes I take you for granted." Yeah, that was really. And nice. I just want to say thank you for being, you. you know, great yeah, parents, was which was really, really kind. kind. Yeah. And then he said, "Thank you for all the hard work of gathering all these letters," yep. which was so kind. But then he then he separate texted Earl and said, "Dad, your letter was my favorite." <laughs> it. And Earl was loving. Earl was so happy he started crying. I but didn't then start crying. You almost started crying. Yeah, I mean, but it was my like eyes filled up with tears, but, but I'm like, fine to cry. I'm nothing wrong with yeah, crying. Yeah, but it was I'll like a right knife now. in my heart because I worked so hard to make this retreat perfect. I just for want him. you to know, we're one. Yeah. So when you were working on the letters, it. when you were working on the letters, it was like we were working on the letters. You probably should assign both of our names. And when I wrote my letter, it was like you were writing it too. No, you got all the credit. And this is what was this is what was wrong. When he sent the text saying, Thank you guys for gathering all these letters, I just put, You're welcome. <laughs> I did not say, You really need to thank your mom on that one. <laughs> I was just basking. I was writing the the work, the yeah. load, the effort you put I'm in. Still not I was okay. just yeah, I'm still not okay. Basking in the glory of it. So thank you very, very much for taking one for the team. I did. No, it was really special, though. Uh, you know, love him, love all of our kids so much. Love you, and you are a fantastic wife and mother. You're just Thanks, the best of the best. Last episode, uh, we were talking about how to have the conversation about some really, really difficult Being things. Being disappointed by your yeah, when you're spouse, disappointed. coworker, yep, roommate, roommate yeah. friend, family member. You know, how, how do you bring that? to them and to I want to say something too. Go ahead. So sometimes when you're bringing disappointment to someone, you're dealing with apples to apples. So that means that you and that person are both level-headed. You both have mm. um similar emotional emotionally emotional, compatible yeah, em- emotional intelligence. Yeah. So sometimes when you're bringing something to someone, yeah. it's apples to apples. Other times you what do you do when you're disappointed by someone who is not high functioning mm-hmm. emotionally? Yeah. By that, I mean we have people in our life that we can bring something to, but because they're not high functioning emotionally, yeah. they don't hear what you're saying. Yeah. There's all these other things in their brain. They really complicate that, things. Yeah. yeah, that that stop them from properly 
accurately hearing mm-hmm. what you're actually Processing saying. Processing what Which you're I saying. think happens yeah. to a lot of people so in relationships is they bring something to someone, but because of all the the damage that other relationships have done and that person has not done the home, not the homework, but the counseling, mm-hmm. the resourcing, the prayers, the journal yeah. writing, the, all the things that you have to do. The, the forgiving. The forgiving to shed yeah. the 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 words and the behavior that other people have placed on you. So sometimes when someone brings something to you, you hear it skewed and you only hear one portion of what they're saying. Because you think you're just talking to that person. Little do you know you're talking to that person and all 38 people that just hurt them. Exactly. And, And to have, when they have 38 other voices, not meaning in like the psychotic way, but just, you know, figuratively Mm -hmm. all these other this past trauma that they are dealing with and you're trying to talk to them like I don't understand why you're not getting this well you may not get it either if you had 38 other voices screaming in your head when this person is bringing this thing to you so I want to give two different answers to this conversation that we're having the first answer I want to give is when it's not equal Meaning not mm-hmm. one person is not better than the other, but when it's not apples to apples. No, that's really good. So when yep. it's not apples to apples, you... Different all- levels of maturity emotionally. Exactly. Yeah. So when it's not apples to apples, all you can say is, th- in my humble opinion... Because you don't I- talk to a three-year-old the same way you talk to a 23-year-old. Exactly. You, you use different vocabulary, yeah. uh, different images, yeah. uh, different emotion. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really, really wise. Yeah. So I would say... So for Earl and I, I would say it's apples to apples because Mm -hmm. we both love each other. We both have fought to understand one another. Mm -hmm. We both fight for surrender. We both fight to be spirit-led. We're not always spirit-led, but at least we're kind of on the same page, I would say, when it comes to— Pushing for emotional intelligence, emotional health. Exactly. uh, Having good other other voices in our life that help shape us and push us the right direction. Uh, Not living bitter, angry lives. Yeah, So when we're in conflict, when we're bringing something to one another, we try to practice this. We don't always, but we try Mm -hmm. to practice— what I hear you saying is blank. Yeah. Then we give the person the opportunity to clean up what we heard. So Earl will so bring really, something really to pr- me. Uh, this is getting really practical uh, right yeah, here. And I, I don't how like to do that. It. I really so like that. So Earl will bring something to me or I will bring something to him. We repeat back to the other person, this is what I heard you say. Yep. So Earl will say something to me because I'm usually in our relationship, I it's harder for me to understand Earl I think. It is. And, but I think also sometimes it's hard for you to understand me. But I'm going to... Mm. Do, you, do you not agree? Mm. I think it's definitely... You, say, you definitely say sorry quicker, but I don't know that you always understand me right off the bat. So. I, I, I'm not saying I understand you right off the bat. Yeah. I'm saying I think I understand you better and quicker than you understand me. I will me. say this, But too. it's because I don't do a good job communicating. That's what I think. I don't think it's on you. Yeah. I think I don't do a good job of articulating what I'm trying to say in a way that you can understand it. Yeah. So I don't think it's actually on you. I think I understand you better um, because, you know, thankfully I've been married to you for a long time. You know, emotional intelligence, the friends, the counseling, you know, all that stuff that I've had in my life. And you do a great job of being very clear. I don't I don't think I'm as clear right. initially. Yeah. So that's where the problem comes in. And I think that's fair and I agree. Also, you're a little more complex than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more basic. Mm-hmm. Um, one's not better than the yeah. other, but mm-hmm. I think that's just our relational yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. So we have to fight to sure. 
understand one another and understand each other well. Yeah. So Earl will bring something to me that I've done that have upset him, hurt his feelings, or where I've missed the mark. You said upset him? I know I had okay. yeah, upset him. <laughs> it's coffee o'clock up in here, um, but I'll get some later. But sometimes I repeat back to you, I try to, this is what I heard you say. Then you'll interrupt me after I say it or interject and yeah. say, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where couples or people in conflict miss it. Yeah. Is you don't take the time to make sure you heard the person correctly. You got to keep fighting to get to that common ground. And by fighting, I mean, we mean striving, working toward getting to that common ground to say, oh, this is what we're actually talking about. And sometimes about. it takes us a long time. It's almost like... Um, back in high school, we used to have lockers, and I think they still have them today, and there's combinations. Mm-hmm. And when you used to forget your locker combination, you have to you used to keep having to try these different combinations to get yep. your locker open. Mm-hmm. That's with communication. Yep. You have to keep trying to find that combination of that common ground to make sure you're hearing the person correctly to then unlock what's on the inside of that person. The other day, uh, we were at uh, Elle's volleyball game, and she, my mother was coming uh, to the volleyball game, and we had never been to this gym uh, we gave her directions to the gym. We were able to find the door. My mom called and said, I'm here. And we're saying, well, we don't see you. She's like, no, I'm here. I'm like, okay, we don't see you. I'm like, well, what do you see? And she's telling me what she sees. Then I'm telling her what I see. We're in the same building or at the same building, but we're not seeing the same thing. And it took, Parker ended up getting up, going outside, walking around the building, my mom then describing a little bit more what she was seeing, and then me talking to Parker, and eventually we started seeing the same thing. I think sometimes we have these conflicts, these conversations, and we're in the same building. Like we're talking about, I don't know, finances, or we're talking about sex, or we're talking about... um, a conversation where or we were roommates hurt. roommates' responsibilities in the apartment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, or some expectations on a job and a project that was supposed to happen. We're talking about the same thing, but it's like we're not at the exact same door in the same room. And it takes a, a little bit of back and forth to be able to go, oh, you're there. I thought you were in the gym. You don't, you don't have a problem with the gym. You had a problem with the front door. So, okay, that's where we need to sit and talk here at the front that's door. That's really deep. So mm-hmm. I hope people are getting that because it's really powerful what you said, but it's really deep. You can try to explain it's, it. It's a word picture. You're basically mm-hmm. saying that sometimes we're not even at the same starting points. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. So Talking about the same issue, the same big picture issue, but you're not really at the same spot. Right. And somebody's in another part of the building and right. they're arguing about something that you might not even be concerned about. That's right. happened with us so many times. Right. It's like, no, no, no. I'm not concerned that you did that thing. Yeah. I'm concerned that you even thought that I might want that. So I'm, I'm not concerned about the thing that you did. I'm concerned about how you were thinking yeah. or you might be thinking that about me. something similar, just kind of bridging off of the same conversation is, say you came to me, which you have done this before, I feel like you're more focused on the kids than me. And mm-hmm. that I think yeah. that happens to couples Great. all the time. Oh, for sure, for sure. I can hear... But what about all the things that I did that were focusing on you? Mm-hmm. Are you just lighting that up on fire right now? Yeah. Um, because I didn't do this one thing that meant a lot to you, but I did mm-hmm. these three other things. So then in and then in conversation, that's where we have to fight to find the combination. That's right. Because it actually doesn't matter to you those three things that I did 
that's not what you wanted me to do. Or, you were, oh, yeah, you know that's what I'm good. saying? That's, that's true, there, too. The that thing that was important to you was the thing that I didn't do, so the other three things don't even really matter. Yeah, that's but, good. So then you can't die on the hill of, but I did these three things. I was paying attention to you. Mm. You have to actually have to die on the hill of, I'm sorry, because what you wanted from me was this, yeah. and I did not do X, Y, Z for you, and I apologize. Yeah, and one of the things we learned... But sometimes I, it's hard to apologize. It totally because is, because you're you like, feel like you already did, did it. Yeah, yeah, I did these three other things. Uh-huh. Like, you're so, discounting it. So what, how are you been deal? complaining right now? That's like, right. You have it good. Yeah, well, you it's kind of like we do with our kids. Like, didn't I give you food? Didn't I put a roof over your head? Yeah. Didn't I put clothes on your back? And they can still be feeling sad. They can still yeah. be feeling like you're not present. They can still be feeling whatever. Exactly. So you've got to at least tune into, not discount those other things you did, right. but tune into the emotion of that moment and validate, yeah. uh, sometimes correct, sometimes adjust, but definitely tune into, okay, again, what I hear you saying is, we literally use those words. What we I say hear you saying is, we try to repeat back, if it's not correct, it is on the person who's trying to communicate their feelings. We learned this from Jimmy and Yeah, Irene. to better clarify what they are saying so that the friend, the spouse, the coworker does not have to become some Jedi, some master communicator in order to interpret every wink or wiggle or head nod or eye roll. Eye roll. You who are offended or hurt, you have to be the one to fight to get to a place where you can communicate your feelings effectively. And that's where so I it think can, you know, lots get of people, to the heart. Um, I feel like most people do not know how to communicate their feelings. Oh, for um, sure. In a healthy way. I'm still learning. I think, yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think some people walk away. Some people raise their voice. Yep. Some people escalate a situation. Some people mm-hmm. storm off. Yep. Some people shut down um, because we haven't had enough training on how to properly communicate feelings. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. So again, I, I like these practicals. You've got the, what I hear you saying is, and again, you got to go back maybe to the last podcast to talk through and hear w- what we were saying. When you go to your friend, your spouse or whomever and say, okay, here are some things I'm afraid to talk about, yeah. but I wanted to bring you my one, two, three things. I mean, hopefully it's not seven things, right. but here are the couple things I'm afraid to talk about. It might not even be I'm afraid to talk about them because of you. I could be afraid to talk about them because of me. Yeah. Because of my own past fears, my own past insecurities, my own past struggles. Now, once you bring that list, the person... When you're looking at the list that you have in front of you, can't be like, oh, that's dumb. Oh, that's dumb. Oh, that's dumb. And discounting what this person is bringing if you're wanting to develop a life-giving relationship with them. Right. If you want the relationship to stay where it is and you don't want it to really develop and grow, you don't have to invest that much. <laughs> you can say, you know what? Thank you for bringing this list to me. Um, I'm going to ask you to forgive me of all this, but I think uh, where you're wanting our relationship to go is actually deeper than where I'm wanting it to go. So let's just go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm sorry, and we can just kind of move on and keep things how they are. And sometimes that might be necessary. That might sound kind of cold, but uh, I'm not wanting to basically invite a whole bunch of drama into our lives with people that are wanting to be our best friend, but we don't have the time to be best friends with them. But when you talk about roommates or spouses for sure, and you bring a list, work through it. 
Exactly. You know, work through it one at a time. Here's something, man, we're giving Jimmy and Irene a lot of props. I really, they deserve it because we learned some great things from them. One of the things that we heard them say, this was at a staff uh, gathering, like a staff marriage, um, enrichment, uh, what do we call it? I don't know. Yeah. All that stuff works. Uh, intensive that we had uh, for, for our whole staff team. Is they said, pick an hour out of the week. Yeah. Where you're going to have those conversations. Don't let it just be talked about all the time at any time because it can change the atmosphere in the home. And then it makes it not home. fun because the other person, the boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, spouse, yeah. roommate, thinks you, you always are like, you can never just have fun. Yeah. Um, so you want to have fun in your yeah, relationships. That's right. So it's an appropriate time to bring this type of stuff to the other person. So pick an hour. And it's not when you're tired. Like no. I can, I do not love having conflict resolution. No way. It's too um, difficult. Talks when you're tired. It's very draining. Yeah. Very, very draining. One other thing I was going to say that I wish I would do better and would have done better early in our marriage is owning it and just yeah, saying, because I'm an explainer, I always like to explain my actions, which mm-hmm. is not correct. But I like to say why I did what I did, because I think if you know why I did it, then maybe you won't be as upset with me. And mm-hmm. it's just a bad habit that I have. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, I think just saying sorry sincerely goes such a long way. And if you have really long conflicts with your roommate, with your spouse, with your boyfriend, with your girlfriend, fiance, coworker, maybe it's because you just aren't saying sorry sincerely. Yeah, and I think that sincerely is really the point, too, because— Not like, I'm saying sorry because you're such a baby. Yeah, or I'm saying sorry just so that you can know I'm sorry. Or but so it's we like, can move on. Yeah, but you don't really understand And sometimes you have to ask I'm the saying. Holy Spirit to show you. You really do. You, you have really to invite do. the Holy Spirit into our relationships— Holy Spirit, please lead me in this moment. Holy Spirit, please help me have patience. Holy Spirit, please help me have grace. Holy Spirit, please help me not to say something that I'm going to regret. Yeah, that's really, really good. Uh, The book of James in the Bible, chapter 3, talks about how the tongue uh, has the power to really set the world on fire. And a lot of our relationships have been set on fire because of our tongues. It's what what we said, how we said it, when we said it. And um, the great thing is, if it started with the fire <laughs> in your mouth, I think your mouth can help put out that fire. Yeah. And you can apologize and walk with kindness and walk with humility and walk with sincerity and walk with love and speak with those same attributes. And when you and I do that, uh, it, it can it can adjust the course of a relationship. I do feel... A lot of couples have been in a situation of toxicity for a long time and they expect their relationship to change suddenly when they've been in a pattern of just really detrimental behavior Mm -hmm. for a long time. If, If you're at a house and they're cooking some food, I don't know, great Indian food, uh, great I don't know, Nigerian food, great um, Mexican food or whatever, and you walk in and you're in that for a while, you don't even realize that you start smelling like the place that you've been sitting in. Yeah. When you come out of it, you're like, oh, shoot, somebody else smells you. are like, man, you smell like you were eating whatever or you were at whatever restaurant. It's just you being in the place for a certain period of time that begins to get on you. I think a lot of us have been in relationships for a long time and like anger has become like the fragrance of the house and that's like really on us. We don't even realize it's on us. It's just like, that's how we talk. That's how Mm -hmm. we communicate. And you got to get outside of it. Yeah. And somebody else goes, man, why do you talk like that? Why why do you talk about your wife that way? Why do you talk about your husband that way? Why do you? 
and you you realize, oh man, we have a culture of toxicity in our relationship, or we have a, to- a, 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 a culture where we don't actually deal with hard things. We don't yeah. deal with real things. We just try to be happy all mm-hmm. the time, and we don't want to deal with disappointment. So whatever the culture is, just recognize it. Yep. No marriage or relationship is perfect. Deal with it, confront it, and let's begin to move on. Well, I just think that these are some great tools for anyone with a roommate, anyone who owns their own company, anyone in a marriage or in a relationship. And as we close this conversation, something that I heard you say recently was give the person the grace that you would want to receive. Mm -hmm. So going back to the start of this conversation, what do you do when someone brings something to you? Extend them the grace that you wish someone else would have extended to you. Yeah. Because your words in that moment of someone being so vulnerable, so just human, can really mark them or give them hope to be healed in the future. That's really, really good. Um, yeah, we, we could end it there, but let's let's end it with a prayer. I would love to, Let's yeah. end it with praying for people who are going to be having some hard conversations Uh, some things that might be really difficult to walk through and process through, and that God would just give them the grace that they need to make it through. I'll have you pray, honey. I think you're one of Jesus' favorites. So uh, would you go ahead and pray for all of us? Sure. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for this conversation that we've been able to have today, and we pray that it would spark multiple conversations. We ask that you would go before every person who's preparing to have a challenging conversation. We pray that you would soften hearts, that you would heal hearts, that you would give us the words to say. Um, we ask for the grace. Yes, God. And we ask that our hope and expectation would be in you and yeah. not in the other person. We ask that we would build our relationships on a firm foundation, on something that's solid and secure, which is you. We ask for just breakthroughs in communication that that anyone that has um, in a relationship right now where they're just hitting a wall with communication, we ask for tools and breakthroughs in conversation. We ask, Father God, that this conversation would produce leaders, men and women, married people, single people that take the mature approach in bringing things to one another, but not just staying the same, but growing, Father God. So we just ask that you would bless every person of the sound of our voice. We pray for miracles and breakthroughs in conflict and conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So beautiful. We can't wait to be with y'all again. We are waiting for Onika's 23 and me to come in where we will discover the truth. Blasian people, just like we Tiger Woods. We will discover the like truth. Just like Kamora Lee Simmons. Who else is Blasian? The Put it truth, in the chat. Just kidding. Knowing There's the no truth chat. shall set Kevin Hart's you wife is Blasian. You're going to be, honey, I cannot wait to see this. Oh, you're about to find out. We're not buying a sexual. I think you said that too. For sectional. Sectional. What did I say? It sounded like sexual. I didn't say sexual. Sectional. 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 We're not buying a sectional. Say sectional three times. Sectional, sectional, sectional. Good job. Thank you. Love y'all so very much. We're praying for you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. I don't know about you, but my tool belt is feeling pretty stacked with some really great things to live out this next week. As you put it back, we actually want you to go grab a computer or grab a phone and email us over at podcast at shorelinecity.church because we want to know where you're tuning in from, any questions you have, any stories, or even any results of these tough conversations that you might be having this week. But hey, we're in your corner and we cannot wait for next week's episode.